Hello, and welcome to the Self Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 252 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today we are going to be talking about four things to do before the end of September. It's our September 4 before episode and I will be releasing at some point in the next few days, if it's not already out there, a six months out of sync September for Down Under bonus episode from from March so that that will equate to the sort of season that you're having in the Southern Hemisphere. So you can look forward to that coming out soon. If it's not already released, it may well have been released before this one. And I'm also going to start with just a tiny bit of housekeeping. So two things. First thing is when you make a podcast and you release it, you get to sort of chunk it into seasons and episodes. So this is season one episode 252 and for various reasons that are quite boring and I don't feel like are of relevant interest to the show there's you know a good reason why it would be useful for me to start a second season of the show and I'm kind of looking at everything holistically all together and I think the September challenge is a great way to wrap up a season. So I'm thinking of doing the September challenge every year and every year I will probably add some sort of difficulty to it. I'll, you know, add some more provisos. Perhaps next year there'll be no bartering, for example. That's one way I could do it. Or I might add, add water to it you know nothing that I actually use from mains water I don't know what I'll do next year to make it more challenging but there'll be something I add and we'll see closer to the time how I'm fixed but what I did want to do is conclude season one with my September challenge this year and conclude every subsequent season with a September challenge so when this September challenge has run its course, I will release another podcast or two, sort of summing things up, and I'll probably release any October, you know, October episodes that have to be released in October, like the four before for October, things like that. And then I'm actually going to take a small break of a week or two from the podcast and then come back with season two. I'm hoping at which point I will have made some changes to how I record the podcast and increase the production values in a number of different ways and things like that. So you can look forward to that. And uh, I can look forward to a little rest, a little break, because I think I need it. I think it's going to really serve me really well and serve the podcast well for me to have that little short break. It will probably only be a week, might be two weeks at the very, very most, but where I take a small break from podcasting 
and you know collect my thoughts and come back even better for season two so i'm giving you some notice of this in advance and just letting you guys know that season one will be concluding at some point in early october and then in late october we'll be back with season two of the self-sufficient hub podcast i've got so much going on really really exciting stuff i have two ebooks which i hope to have produced by the end of this year i hope to get those out and i need to find time to kind of work on them a little bit more time than i have at the moment now these ebooks will be absolutely free of charge to all patrons and they'll be available to everyone else for a small charge so you know if you wanted to become a patron now is a great time as i kind of have promised in the past whenever i release any paid for content that's always going to be made available for free to our patrons so there are some advantages albeit small ones to becoming a patron beyond being able to say and know that you actually support this show you know in a really tangible financial way which is hugely appreciated so though those are my first lot of announcements and the second one was to say uh, if you are a patron or if you're a friend of the show or if you are just someone who's followed us for a long time and you would like to be a guest on an episode just to talk about what you're doing on your homestead I would love to have you on. I think in over the last sort of year or two what I've come to realize are that I think the preferred interviews, the interviews that I get the most positive feedback on are about just people homesteading and what they're doing and talking about, you know, their journey and their life and all the things that they're going about doing on a day to day basis. I will continue to do focused interviews on topics but I am also very very open to hearing from anyone out there who's homesteading who would just like to come on the show and tell me what you're doing and how you're doing it I think that would be great so if that's you please do get in touch through any of the usual methods you know how you can contact me obviously email it's uh, selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or all the other numerous ways that you guys already talk to me all the time so again uh, I will just reiterate as well I think I'm going to end up doing like a, a massive feedback episode because I've had so many emails and reviews and all those kinds of things that I'd love to share with you guys and it's really difficult to find the time to squeeze them all into an episode so that will be coming up as well in the near future if I haven't mentioned you if you have sent me an email or you've communicated me in some fashion or other and I've said oh I'd like to share this on the show and you haven't heard it then that's why it's uh, it's going to be coming up soon so all of that out the way let's get on with our four things to do before the end of september you can find self-sufficient hub content elsewhere online in lots of other places we have a youtube channel we also have our website and now there's our facebook page and facebook group links to all of these you can find in the show notes come check us out okay so four things to do before the end of september number one is to take a deep breath <laughs> what do i mean by that well uh this is actually going to come up on two different points of today's episode so 
The first one, take a deep breath and look around you and assess where you are and where you're going. So that's the first take a breath. And what I mean by that is have a look at your ground, have a look at what you've grown and start thinking about tidying things up and planning towards next year. So perhaps you've got some plants that are dead and not producing anymore. They can be ripped out. Perhaps you need one big blast of weeding to get things up together because the weeding will definitely be slowing down now, which is great. Um, another thing is to just think about what you're going to be growing next year. Now, now is, I think, the best time to do that because fresh in your mind are all the highs and lows of this year, all the things you enjoyed growing, all the things you enjoyed harvesting, all the things that you are still harvesting and wish you weren't because you've grown too many of them, all the things that you've run out of already and wish you'd grown more of. So now is a great time to go out and stand at your vegetable plot with a pen and a pad and it doesn't have to be very detailed or organised, but just make a few notes about what you're going to do next year that requires a little bit of change. It can be as simple as, you know, grow more beans or grow less beans or increase the size of this bed or whatever it might be. And then start planning, uh, you know, where these things are going to go, how you're going to have your space look next year. And at the same time, you know, do a bit of tidying up with what's actually happening now. So if you've got courgette plants, chances are if you haven't pruned them at all, they're going to be quite leafy and taking up quite a bit of space. So perhaps you want to trim back some of that growth. If you've got some perhaps bush beans, we've got some purple teepee beans that are definitely ready to come out the ground and free up some space. Whatever it might be, get everything tidied up, up together and just have a look at the space with a view to next year and think about what's going where next year. Are you going to change the shape or size of your bed? You know, are you getting enough sun? Is the layout of everything that you put in this year working? Are there things that you need to change? You know, have you got certain plants shading other plants that was, you know, not necessarily easy to think about when you were sowing and everything was a seedling or a seed but now everything is nice and big you're seeing that you've got a few issues here or there's an issue you can solve by perhaps casting some more shade somewhere now's the time I think to make a few notes on that and just have a think about what you're going to do next year if you need more space where's it going to come from are you going to have some more containers maybe all the notes you need to make are you know I'm going to need to buy some extra pots or get hold of rather is my favorite way of, of getting hold of things rather than buying just somehow magically get hold of them for free are you going to need to acquire some extra pots to grow more things in containers that's certainly something we're having to do because next year our vegetable garden will have to be mobile so that's going to be a challenge in and of itself. So, you know, take a breath, stand in your vegetable garden, have a bit of an assessment, see what's what, what's worked, what hasn't, and more importantly, how that translates to changes for next year and what sort of things are you going to need to put in place. Perhaps if you're going to increase your vegetable bed, now is a great time to start thinking about adding some no-dig garden beds. You know, if you want to start getting hold of some cardboard or thinking about compost requirements, now is a great time to do that. So that's number one, is take a breath and assess your garden with a view to next year. Number two 
is to harvest some apples or fruit. Now, here in the UK, and I'm guessing wherever you are, you're going to have some kind of fruit trees that this is applicable to at this time of year when we sort of leave summer behind us and we're looking at being firmly stood in autumn. Now is when we're really harvesting things like apples in earnest. We're harvesting apples, plums and pears at the moment here at the homestead. And one thing I love about this item, about saying to you guys, harvest some apples, is because, yes, if you've got apple trees on your property, fantastic. And that's really, really simple and great. And you should go out and harvest some. But if you don't, there are something you can literally find at the side of the road or on a country walk. You can forage for apples and pears and plums if you're lucky. So get out there and find somewhere you can forage for some plants that you don't necessarily have if you have a deficit of fruit in your garden. Because apples are something that can be available to all of us. So my number two for September is to harvest some fruit. Harvest some apples is, I think, the simplest step. And as always with the four before, the idea is that if you do all of the four befores all year round, if you actually do all of them, you will be in a better place than you otherwise would have been. So if you're thinking, well, this doesn't apply to me, I've already harvested some apples, then perhaps take it a step further. You know, go and find a fruit that perhaps you don't have in your garden. Go and find a, a pear tree. Go and see if you can forage for one or some plums and, you know, get harvesting. Use them perhaps a little bit more than you usually would. Again, if this applies to you, if you're someone who always harvests apples from your trees and puts them in your fruit bowl every September, every autumn, and that's all you do with them, then perhaps go a step further, you know, make a crumble, perhaps save some, make some juice. I think, you know, the abundance of fruit out there, it really is quite criminal. Now, obviously, I always live in a urban area when I'm talking about these kind of things. You know, I'm coming at it from my perspective. And I know we're not all in the same boat. But even in suburban areas, when you drive around, you can see apples just on people's lawns that are doing nothing. And I was working in a garden for a client just recently, and they've got a beautiful quince tree. Now, we don't have quince. Quince isn't a fruit you harvest now. You harvest it a bit later in the year. But I made a point of saying to them, because most people don't use them, they didn't use them and I made a point of sort of asking and I'm going to go back and have those quints later in the year when they're ready so you know most people are delighted for you to take these fruits that would otherwise just rot on their lawn and attract wasps and what have you they'd be more than delighted for you to go and take some so don't be shy just ask the question and like I say chances are you'll actually be doing them a favor so there you go that's numbers one and two number one is to take a breath and assess what's happening and where you're going next year and what changes you might need to make. And number two is to harvest some fruit. And if you already harvest fruit, then do a little bit extra. Harvest something you don't normally harvest or harvest a few more and make some juice or something a little bit different that you might not usually use them for. You can now support the show directly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. You can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount. Pledging as little as $3 a month makes a huge difference. If that's not your thing, you can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media. We really appreciate all the help 
that you give us. It's people like you that make this show possible. Next up in our four things to do before the end of September is to preserve something. We should all be turning our minds. If you're like me and you grow for gluts, then it's something you're going to be doing near constantly throughout the harvesting season. But even if you're not, there are going to be things that you have gluts of, whatever they might be. And they're unpredictable from year to year, perhaps. Perhaps you've got a glut of courgettes or perhaps you've got a glut like we do every year of fruit, apples and pears and that kind of thing. Well, turn your mind towards preserving them. And I think this ties in really nicely with the last one on our list, you know, the harvesting of apples and pears, because if you're someone who doesn't have anything they think they can preserve, then you can turn that on its head by going and harvesting a load of apples or pears. You know, it's a great time of year to be doing that and preserving them. But whatever it is you've got that you want to preserve, just get on and make sure that you do it, because there's nothing worse than thinking about these things that you could have had when it's January, February, and there's not a lot of fresh produce, particularly sweet fruit and things like that. And, you know, we look back on a time of abundance that we didn't capitalise on. So, you know, preserve something, whether that's making jams or chutneys, whether it's canning, whether it's dehydrating, whatever it might be, get on and preserve something. And if you're very, very new to preserving and it's something you've not done before, then start really, really simply. Start by just drying some fruit and this is you know another reason why this ties in so nicely with number two we have been drying apples for about a month now we've been drying pears for about a week our dehydrator is almost constantly on at the moment and i absolutely love that i love knowing that we're taking this abundance this surplus effectively what could be considered wastage and we are saving it and using it and being able to use it when it's out of season it's great to be able to eat fresh apples right now but as I said in January and February if you can still be using those apples by having dried apple or dried pear then that's a real treat and you appreciate it I think almost even more because it's out of season so I mentioned dehydrating a lot because it's so simple every single person can do it if you are in a nice hot climate with fairly arid conditions you can literally just hang things up you know slice them nice and fine hang them up somewhere in the, either in the sun or somewhere else they're going to stay dry allowed to dry out where the bugs can't get to them maybe you want to use some cheesecloth or something to protect them from the bugs and allow them to dry out like that but if you're not in such a climate if you live in the UK where everything's always a bit damp then you can use a really simple cheap dehydrator which is what we do our dehydrator cost us less than 30 pounds I think but even if you don't want that if you don't want to go to that expense you can just use your oven just with the door cracked slightly open on the lowest possible setting and just lay things out there on a baking sheet and they will dry in your oven quite happily so we all have access to being able to dehydrate things so why not use it and once you've dehydrated it keep it in a nice sterile sealed container on your shelf and it will sit there quite happily until you get around to eating it it's fantastic 
We dry an awful lot of fruit and if you've never done it, then you really must try it because those sugars really super intensify and all of those flavors shrink down into a much smaller bite. They're just incredibly, incredibly tasty. And if you haven't done it, you are 100% missing out. We use them generally just as snacks in lunch boxes. So I have been drying pear for the last week or so because I want to take them with me in my packed lunches for the rest of this month. And that's working out really, really well. But of course, you can do other things, you know, like I said, jams and chutneys, fermenting, whatever it is you want to do, just get on and do it. Don't be shy because the beauty of preserving is that generally you're taking something that is surplus to requirements anyway. So you can be a little bit liberal with yourself and give yourself permission to fail. You know, when I first tried brining cucumbers, it went horribly wrong and they all had to be thrown out. But those are cucumbers that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to save anyway. So, you know, we didn't really lose anything. I gained some valuable experience. So go for it. Give it a go. Please do it. And it's such an important arm of your self-sufficiency. If you're thinking about, you know, working towards self-sufficiency, then preserving is definitely going to be a skill that you're going to want to be very, very comfortable and familiar with it. And, you know, I challenge you in these four things to do before the end of September to go one step beyond whatever it is you are planning on doing this month with your preserving and do one extra step, do one more thing, preserve one more item or preserve it in a new way. Go out and do it. Don't be shy. So, as I mentioned, there were two that were going to be kind of take a breath this month. So we've had take a breath, assess your ground and just, you know, tidy up and think about where you're going next year. Then we had harvest some fruits and then we had preserving. Number four is to take a breath again. But this time it's for you. Take a breath and just allow yourself some time, whether that's sat in your garden or whether it's watching Netflix Whatever it might be, take a breath, take a moment for yourself, because if you're anything like me at, you know, when September rolls around, you have been running at 100 percent capacity for several months. You know, once the spring starts in April or whenever it is, it feels like it's full on. It's nonstop. You've always got a to do list. You've always got things that you need to do and you're never, ever, ever going to get them all done. Perhaps I'm only talking for myself. I hope I am, but I somehow doubt it. If you're listening to this, I'm going to guess that you're probably of a similar disposition. And this is me giving you permission to take the time to chill out. So, you know, the bulk of the season is slowing down. You know, a lot of the things that we were harvesting, we're harvesting a little bit less. Some of the things have finished. We're moving towards plants that need harvesting less frequently and things like sweet corn and squash. And we're moving away from things that need harvesting every day. So perhaps our courgettes are slowing down. Perhaps our beans are slowing down. And we can afford to, you know, take a couple of hours here and there to just take a breath and reflect on a fantastic season. You know, it's not been the best season weather-wise here in the UK, but every season that we get to grow our own food and enjoy the fruits of our labour is a fantastic season as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, we shouldn't neglect ourselves and our needs to kind of relax, you know, and chill out and take a breath. So this is number four, and it's to encourage you to really accept that 
that's something that you need to do. And, uh, you know, as much as I'm go, go, go all the time, I also do make a point of taking time now and again to just do nothing. And I think that's so important to help towards avoiding burnout and all those kinds of things. And of course, we're moving between seasons now. You know, summer is definitely in our rearview mirror. Things are slowing down. It's a great time to kind of relax and let our minds and our bodies catch up with themselves after all of the exertion of summer. So there you go. That's our four things to do before the end of September. Assess your ground and take a breath and see where you're at with a view to next year. Harvest some fruits, be them apples, pears, plums, whatever they might be, and go a little bit step, go a little step further than whatever you would normally do. Preserve something, and the same caveat applies, you know, do a little bit more than you would otherwise do, and take a moment, take a breath, take a moment for yourselves. That's going to wrap this episode up. Those are your four things I challenge you to do before the end of September. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll be back on Monday. Cheers. If you find this podcast valuable, there's several ways you can support it. The easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. You could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online, including your social media pages. And now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon.